jumping on with our step-by-step plan to organize any space in our home. We're ready for part three, which is to assign. And assigning can be a fun one. (laughs) It can also be a little frustrating, but there's some things to think about as to where you decide to assign homes to your items. And we're going to dig into that with today's podcast. So get ready and let's go. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, (laughs) and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. (laughs) Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. I have never tried to publish two episodes of a podcast on the same day. I don't know if it's wise. I don't know. I break all the rules, (laughs) y'all. Join me. I just want to get these out because I know some of you may actively be trying to organize a space with me and you're like, I can't leave this stuff on my counter day after day after day, Joy. So let's get it going. So let's get it going. I am going to jump right into assigning homes. So if you have walked with me from episode 42 all the way through, we asked some questions to get ourselves set. We pulled all the things out. We sorted them into categories. We purged every category. And now we're sitting here with an empty space, which hopefully we have wiped down and vacuumed out and spruced up a little bit. And we have these piles of things outside of that space that are waiting to find a home. And in this case, our pantry. I'm going to hearken you back to the original questions where you were asking yourself, how do I want this space to actually function? What was my goal for organizing it? It couldn't just be about it being pretty and I could post a picture of it on Instagram. This needed to be about what it was frustrating me about this space that isn't making sense. So if your answer to that was, I want the kids to be more independent because I don't want them yelling at me every time they're hungry, then we need to figure out how to assign a space for the snacks to live where they can self-serve. If it's, I don't want them to bother me on a Saturday morning because it's the only morning that I can take slowly and I know they get hungry, then let's put the breakfast foods down low. Maybe we need both breakfast foods and snack foods down low. Uh, If it's, I always give up on baking anything because my baking is always out of reach, maybe we need to bring the baking to a more usable level. If it's because... I never can tell if I have enough pasta and so I'm running out to the store to grab pasta before I make the spaghetti, then let's make sure what we're assigning to different places is visible and makes sense to our brains to see that when we walk in this pantry, it's fully functional. 
We'll talk about anything to do with pretty later. We'll talk about with containers later. Right now we're making the most sense of how to assign a place for everything so that everything can be in its place. (laughs) And I actually intend to do a podcast on that saying, uh, you know, every 10th episode I do rules that should be broken. Sometimes they're rules that should be kept. Hint, hint. You can look forward to that one later. (laughs) We've asked ourselves those questions. When you're thinking about assigning, think of yourself as the old adage to real estate. And I'm going to digress again really quickly. I don't know if y'all know this. I actually have a real estate license for the state of North Carolina. I live in Georgia. have never put it to use, but that's okay. (laughs) I still learned a lot. I love just learning. But anyway, the, the goal here is look at your pantry or your space, any space that you're organizing and say, what is my prime real estate? This is literally about location, location, location. You need to have the most easily accessible for you or most easily accessible for the people using your pantry, i.e. if you've got little ones, this is the lower shelves become more important. Think of it as your most high use most high functioning spaces need to take that prime real estate. It's literally like when you go in the grocery store and the stuff they put at eye level and at hand level are the stuff they're wanting you to buy. The things that they don't, I mean, they want you to buy all of it. (laughs) The things that are way up higher, way down low are things that people are not buying as often. What we're doing for your pantry is literally walk in and go, okay, these are my prime real estate shelves. Then think, what do I want organized best and used most? If you were with me in any of my Facebook lives, you see my family is very big on breakfast food. I am going to be making sure breakfast food is at a, is on one of those prime real estate shelves. Let's just face it. It just, it needs to be because we use it all of the time. Another thing to think about is canned goods or big heavy glass jars of things need to stay a little lower because reaching over your head and pulling something down and knocking something off and knocking yourself out cold (laughs) is not advisable, y'all. So think about where things can go. The way I, I suggest that you do this is grab those sticky notes. You know, I'm a big fan. Write down, okay, I really think I want to put breakfast on this shelf. Have your sticky pad and your note and write down breakfast and slap it on that shelf. Keep assigning things all over. Glance at your piles. What was that pile called? Where do I want to put it? What was that pile called? Where do I want to put it? And you can move those sticky notes around as you might think you have it all together. It's like playing a great big game of Tetris and then realizing, oh, I totally forgot a whole category. Where is that going to live? And you might have to have two categories on a single shelf. You might have to have three categories, four categories on a single shelf. But your goal is to assign them in places that make sense. Now, (laughs) this is where assigning can get tricky because there is some trial and error in it. Before you start bringing things in, you might need to stop and ask yourself, do I need to adjust any shelves? If you have the luxury of adjustable shelves, then make sure at least like the cereal shelf is tall enough to hold a cereal box. Make sure if you're just going to do one low row of canned goods, you don't need a whole lot of wasted aerial space there. Um, And if things are way too high up, I've got two shelves that I can only reach with a stepladder. I actually store a stepladder in my pantry so that I can access those. I could have gone through and lowered every single shelf down 
to exactly the height I needed and then that topmost shelf would be lower as well. I can make you excuses, guys. Just out of sheer laziness, I did not feel like moving every shelf. They're all about equal distance. And to me, it was easier just to know I've got a stepladder handy than to rearrange all the shelves. But if I couldn't have fit things like cereal boxes, I would have adjusted that. That's worth taking your time for. Once you have assigned the places in your sticky note method, start grabbing category after category and and try putting it in that space. Now, there's a little caveat here because it's literally as simple and as complicated as that. What you're trying to do is if you really have purged your pile down to the minimum and you go to put it on the shelf and it's more than that shelf will hold, then we need to have a discussion. So the best sort of most concrete example I can give you is... (laughs) (laughs) And if you're in the Facebook group and I post this video, you will see it because I talk through this on the video. My husband has a a subscription to that Magic Spoon cereal. And by subscription, I mean like they just keep showing up because I don't know, it was cheaper. And a lot of the Amazon things, if you you have it on like automatic reorder or whatever, it gets cheaper because that is not cheap cereal. Anyway, he was he was getting too much of it. And I was like, you need to figure out how to slow this down. So he slowed it down. But then the holidays hit and we were having different breakfasts because we were all home. And and so he got behind again. I literally comfortably have space on the shelf to fit for five boxes if I want to feel like I'm cramming more. He currently has 12. 12. I know he'll go through it and I know he'll get through it. And I know we're not going to throw those away. None of them are anywhere close to expiring. And I know he'll eat them. What I had to do is say, I'm going to put the number of boxes on that fit right now. And I'm going to have to find a way to store the other seven where they won't get lost, where they are near enough that they're not forgotten about. And I need to tell him to go put a pause on that for a bit until he catches back up because I don't want to have to always figure out a place to store seven extra boxes when there's no need for that. There's no need to have that much inventory on hand. The best place to store your extra inventory is with the items. If you have the space, always do that. But if you don't, you can create yourself some sort of like backup pantry. It should be a temporary thing. The backup pantry's only job is to show you what you overbuy, is to show you that you have overextended your space. The space where you're putting your backup pantry is valuable space for something else. So you don't, unless you're, you know, you like to have, you're like a homesteader and you have, you have extra goods or you always have your emergency rations because you're always ready for the zombie apocalypse. I'm being silly, but there are people who like to have the emergency rations and that's okay. And that's probably a place in your basement that is literally set up for all of the emergency related things. And that's a whole different thing. I'm talking about your everyday use pantry. And if you have overbought a few things, then I want you to shop from, and I'm going to call it shop from, shop from your overuse pantry before you ever go to a store. So have it in a place where you're like, I can't wait to get rid of this stuff because it's in my way. And I know I have overbought and I'm going to teach myself a lesson not to overbuy again. In this case, I have plopped these seven extra cereal boxes on the floor in the pantry. Do I love having them on the floor? That And mine's a walk-in pantry, so I've got to walk by them. No, I don't love it. I want it as a constant reminder that he needs to use these up. For you, if 
if you don't have a floor to your pantry because it's just an open a door, then you might want to make it literally on your dining room table. You might want to put it on a counter. I mean, just use it up, keep it in mind, and then tell yourself, I'm setting the pantry up for the amount that is appropriate, the amount that is, there can always be one ready to use and one as a backup. Most people do not need more than two of any item in stock. Use the grocery store for your storage. We live in a modern enough world that it is convenient enough for most of us. Again, I will allow grace to your unique, strange situation where you live nowhere near a grocery store and it's a huge pain and you have to have backup. Your unique case. I'm doing for the the masses here (laughs) when I'm giving these suggestions. I have chosen to set up my pantry and if I go back to my why, I wanted to have a place that felt breathable and good and when I walked in I could immediately see what I have and therefore I would use it because I get overwhelmed when I see stuff piled on stuff and I can't see behind stuff and it 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 goes to waste I end up throwing stuff away and I refuse to have any more food waste so when I say that is my goal and I have too many things to fit in a single shelf then I need to figure out how to put it front of mind maybe we have breakfast for dinner for the next four nights. So be it. And if everybody gets tired of it, then I'm like, okay, then we're not overbuying this stuff again. Those are ways to deal with it. I hope that's helpful. (laughs) Here's the other thing that I want you to think about as you're putting this away and you might go, well, I want to buy containers and this would fit better if I have a container here. Yes, that is often an answer and it will be talked about in the very next episode. But in the meantime, before you go buying things, we have other things to talk about with containers. Grab a box if you need to just store some things in there so they don't fall off the shelf in the meantime, knowing that there's some things to consider before we go and purchase. But at least this will allow you to assign where things should live, help you get used to where they live within your pantry now. Hopefully you're feeling good because you've at least narrowed things down and you're trying to put them in places where you're happy with where they live. Leave the sticky notes up for a while so that when you're walking in, and especially if you've moved things around, it can be jarring to the brain and you can get more frustrated because things aren't where they have always been, even if where they've always been is not the right place for them. That way it'll remind you, oh, things have moved. So you walk in and you see a bunch of bright pink sticky notes, you know things have moved around. Quick glances will tell you and will tell the people in your family where to go find the stuff and where it lives now and get everybody used to it as you prepare to then get the containers. And we will talk about that next. Until then, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, If you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me, and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts, and so that I can keep doing a a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com or join my community. It's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, keep
keep choosing joy.